Memes, yeah. They're like the... They're a really powerful weapon in, uh, I don't know, psychological warfare, right? What like do you think? Last week, meme? if you remember last week, I'd, I said we're in a state of war, remember? Yep. And the, and the war is in this new new frontier now and it's and it's a battle for our minds what is the most powerful meme right now in your opinion or one of the powerful ones you've seen i think bunnings is a pretty powerful meme bunnings is a serious meme for australians yeah there's this sense of wholesomeness yeah that's bred (laughs) Bread, literally, you got you got you got your bread and a and a sausage. Do you want onions in it? Well, I haven't had the sausage sizzle for. I was probably a, a pasty faced teenager last time I had a sausage sizzle with Bunnings. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing, man. It became into a big, big thing. Like you basically, they were doing them every day, and um, yeah, I don't know they if they're still, still do doing them. them. Yeah, they're, they're probably not doing them in Victoria for obvious reasons, but um, mm. yeah, yeah. There That's is how this... you know Australia's changed. There's no more sausage sizzles in front of Bunnings. Well, there's some things like that. When I heard that the McDonald's, um, the local McDonald's where I used to live, was closing. I was, I realized, wow, this is, this is massive. You know, I thought this was just a joke, but when McDonald's closes down, you know, you know, something's up. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by McDonald's. Hey, just like the, the amount of real estate they own is fascinating. There's a theory that McDonald's is actually in the real estate business and the burgers are just a front. Well, I wonder. Yeah. Have, they own some companies. pretty cool buildings around the world. Do they? Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. Pretty much like every global metropolis has a McDonald's, right? Well, it's funny. Like, I remember, I won't name the, the business, but there's a business in Western Australia, a franchise that's got many, many, many franchises, like dozens of, and it's, it's, a, it's in the eatery business. And um, there's famously in the area, this one, um, eatery this one location it's kind of like it's not the mothership but it's the one that just has the best vibe like every time you go through the drive-through you just get like the best greeting the best like vibrations from the staff and as a mm. result like people feel like an affinity with the place and they want to like keep coming yeah. back and i was talking to a guy who worked on the inside and i was like what's the deal with like why every time you go to most most if not all of the other franchises because uh, one of my favorite eateries so i would go to like quite a few of the different franchises dotted around why when you go like to some of the others you get like the most miserable customer service ever and then there's this one um franchise that's like such high vibe and every time you go there you're always greeted with like a smile and some cool like 20 something boheme cat who's just like yeah how's your day man or like you know like it's just the smoothest like transaction ever and um my friend told me that um i'm not quite sure the specifics but um the person who ran it got some sort of tax break by because he owned the property and when he had a company there or something he would save money on tax so they literally set this business up 
so he could get the tax break. So he had no financial pressure on him. And it meant that this, this business was just a front essentially. Um, I probably, I probably botched a bit on the details, but the point is that like the owner, the landlord, the landlord was also the owner of the business had no financial pressure. So there was no unnecessary stress getting put on the staff. And so these staff were able to just like cruise into work, like have the best time. Like there was no one yelling or yammering at them. And it like cultivated this like really amazing vibe, but it also made me realize that there's like more going on behind the scenes with businesses. Like there's like, like a lot of businesses could be um, fronts for instance. Like I worked for a a guy once and um, he was in the business of like selling like just like cheap product from China at a markup, like stuff like remote control cars and stuff like that. And these businesses, some days I'd go in and we would make no sales and I'd be there for a whole day. And I was like, how is this dude like making a profit? And I was wondering if it was a front, like a Walter White sort of thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if like, there's more like two-faced businesses out there that are fronts, you know, like might not just be these two businesses I'm talking about. It might be like a lot of different games going on. Mm, yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. Right. And, um, yeah, business. It, it reminds me of this, like, speaking of the memes we're sending back to and forward to each other, a meme that I really enjoyed was the Simpsons one where Mr. B- Mr. Burns, like, it was the one where I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. It kills it. Yeah. Where, like, I don't know. Principal Skinner is like, uh, he's trying to like say this is a successful business person like teach us the secret so mr burns is like i'll keep it short and sweet you, there's three demons you have to slay in business um friends family and religion you don't want any of that getting in the way when opportunity strikes um that's basically like the gist of it and that one really like yeah that one um that that one I found really interesting because that, that's what it that's what it is a lot of the time in business. You're like setting yourself up for a venture, right? And um, you don't know if the opportunity is going to come or not. Like there's a high high chance of failure, whatever you whatever you um whatever you embark upon, right? And uh, the reality is is just like keeping keeping your keeping how long can you keep your your boat afloat to to see if the opportunity comes and um if it comes you gotta you gotta seize it and then that can be maybe that can be a prosperous um business opportunity and it goes like Mm. you were saying probably probably helps if you're not if you're not too stressed right if you're working with people but hey yeah that's, but uh, he's not wrong you that's know business. Like family relationships like attachments can get in the way of business and it makes mm. you that's why i think the simpsons are so clever sometimes because i think they um show us as a society the paradoxes and the irony that we live in um and it and it makes you think i like that's why i feel like i got quite a lot of education from the simpsons because I, I, that, that was what yeah. I watched The Simpsons a lot growing up. I watched Family Guy when I was a teenager. And Family Guy was just like a shot of coffee before I was drinking caffeine. Like, I remember coming home after school buzzing after I'd watched Family Guy because it was just so, like, 100 kilometers an hour at all times, like the, the tempo of the show. 
and uh, then I would have started watching South Park probably when I was finishing high school. And um, funny enough, that's probably the only one of those like three legendary shows that I tune into still. But even then, not so much. I find I was talking with people here in Melbourne recently about TV and how TV is like so addictive because, um, you know, unlike a film, a film is like a sprint. A TV show is usually like a marathon. And it's so easy to binge and like get so immersed in a great world if someone's created a great world. So for me, I'm always like super aware of the consequences of getting into a TV show. Like right now, my housemates and I are watching Twin Peaks, the old uh, show from the 1990s. And it's so addictive. Like every night we just get together and eat some food and drink some coffee and smoke some things and uh, watch, watch Twin Peaks and uh, you know, it takes like a lot of time out of your life and it affects your world. Like the TV, it's like a headset we put on and then we start to see our reality through the eyes of that character or that universe that we're in. And we carry that back into our actual universe, I feel. And uh, it's almost like, here's an idea I'll throw at you. It, it kind of feels like we're thinking, we, we're using television to think now. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, there's 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 lots of um there's lots of stuff we can like tie together there in the sense that like uh I think like a good television show, I think the reason why like The Simpsons was able to last so long was because they made like it's the characters, right? So they made these great <laughs> characters and then there's been different writers and they've sort of like passed it on from one group of writers to another, probably heaps of different groups and it's like it's one that's really stood the test of time, right? And those characters, you could call them yeah. memes as well. And then right, they pause, can pause, like explore pause. certain ideas, I, right? T- tell me the first character that comes into your head when I uh, ask you this question. Who is your favorite Simpsons character? Who is the first character that came to your head? Don't think. Who is the first uh, one? At the moment, I really like Mr. Burns. So I'll Mr. say Burns. Mr. Okay. Burns. Okay. I said yeah. Mo. Mo was the first one that came to my head. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool as well. <laughs> But apparently the same guy that voices Mr. Burns also does Principal Skinner and probably like some of the other like older characters. I wouldn't be surprised if even Mo is done by the same guy. Really yeah. genius. Yeah, man. Simpsons is like another one of those worldwide cultural freaking icons. Hey, everywhere, everywhere watches it. Everyone knows about it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's uh i feel like Truth. you know we could just dedicate dedicate an episode to the simpsons but yeah you were saying about like tv shows man or like to be honest i don't watch i'm not i'm not watching that much i really Why? like south park um i think i don't have the attention span to watch most stuff actually i've been watching some shit like um american pickers man where the dudes just go around and like uh, just walk, drive into people's fucking backyards that have old shit, and they're like, uh, "Do you want to sell anything?" And then they like they got like an antique store, and then they and then they flip it, do they? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, a lot of that, that's like a relaxing show to watch. Um, but yeah, man, it's like this. The TV is like super, super powerful. And it's like, 
feel like a lot of the times we're kind of like repeating ourselves, isn't it? Because we say like TV was this like one way communication medium. And now we, now we use the internet and there's like multiple, multiple lanes of um, Hmm. communication, right? You're communicating, like you're watching a freaking YouTube video. You're talking to your friends at the same time. You're doing like a billion things. And even that, even that can, um, even that can become exhausting and overwhelming and yeah, it's just like, uh, I think we, we kind of like, uh, it's like, uh, over, over, um, too much information. Hey, information overload. What, 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 what has value? What's valuable? What, what should I invest my time in? How much is my time worth? Who should I share it with? Um, and yeah, what do I want to, what do I want to, how do I want to basically sp- spend my time? Well, it's like the planet? paradox of choice, isn't it? Like as we get more advanced, we yeah, get better, too many choices. more options and then you get too many and you get overloaded and then you tend to not make a choice. Or if you do make a choice, you're trying to justify it or you're doing the reverse, which is you're, you know, you're wondering, Oh, did I make the right choice? And, um, that's why like uh, sometimes I do this when I go into the grocery store, if I'm ordering takeout or something, I'll just go that one. And then that's it. I've made my choice. I'm just happy that I made a choice. Like, mm. you know, um, cause otherwise oh, yeah. you can get caught in that whirlpool of decision-making, which can. <laughs> yeah. And that's one reason why I love the carnival diet is because I don't have to, I just know I'm going to eat steak like 90, 90% of the time. Right. So that's why I always rave about it. Like when I walk into the shops, like, uh, I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in and I'm out. Right. And like, and yeah. then the other thing is, is like these shops, man, they're kind of designed like fucking, and this is McDonald's kind of does this as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, for like, yeah. And there's all this colorful shit and we like, and, it, and it's something and it like, and it like affects us on an infant, infantile, whatever, infant level or whatever. That's the same thing. I think way back in whatever episode, we were also talking about how the psychology of McDonald's, how like you associate the smell and the flavor, right? With like those childhood memories of like going to McDonald's and playing on the playground and shit. So then like when you get your first feeling of freedom, right? It's funny how we call get freedom getting a car, right? In, in, our, in our sort of like uh, culture right because it's actually i could argue it's the thing that enslaves you the most you gotta fucking you gotta you gotta pay insurance fucking registration oh man like, so i've never owned a car <laughs> and we're like Crazy. celebrating it's like so funny that it's like this once. coming 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 of age like car thing it's really yeah. like you could really you could just as well you could you could compare it as like one of those like uh what are they prisoner ball things that get attached to your fucking like um to your ankle and now you got to work to like pay for this thing <laughs> I, I got off at a free car when i was 21 turned it down so i was like it's not yeah, really, well, it's like that free lunch thing isn't it the in economics <laughs> so it's not, there isn't really a free lunch is it there isn't really a free car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that. well that's but, it hey yeah. well it gives us something to like you know i think maybe maybe that's what we like maybe we like our choices to be made for us Maybe we like it, like, you know what I mean? You get the car and it's just like, all right, well, now I don't even have to think, what do I want? I know I have to now, like, service this car. I need to get whatever job I can to keep this to keep this car going so I can come to and from work. Um, I don't know. 
And then, yeah, what happens? What happens when you don't? When you, whatever you sell the car, I don't know. You don't have any expenses. You 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 got enough money for food. All right, you can do whatever you want. What what the fuck? That's fucking terrifying, man. I don't want that. Give me back my job. Give me back my car. I think you're being you're being sarcastic, aren't you, Nick? Kind of. Play, play but there is. But, but no there definitely to... is like there definitely is some comfort, right? with the car um yeah like yeah i, I don't i don't have a car I, I walk to places man and like the other day i was walking Walking's nice and i got caught up into in the rain and i just fucking like stood under a tree for shelter it didn't completely like shelter me either so just like it, it just fucking like it, but it was like i couldn't go anywhere man I, like without getting wet of course so i just fucking stood there and i just fucking looked around and maybe that's why like maybe that's what we're terrified of right because these yeah. cars man they're like they're like these pods right where they they take us from and essentially they take us from our pod to our whatever work pod i don't know what's the story with work pods lee they say you could you can have you can just do your work from your from your home pod now and um i don't know that's just throwing a lot of um spanners in the in, in the mix isn't it and it's just yeah. like, well, what do I do now? Um, I, I don't fucking know. Maybe I'll just sit under a tree and wait for an <laughs> apple to fall my, on my head. Apparently, that's how the guy figured out um, gravity. gravity. Yeah. Where, where do you want to work from? And what do you want to work on, Nick? Um, that's a really good question. Right yeah. Hey. Yeah, you got to follow um, the feeling, right? It could just be something like you might just have one little clue. And you don't even know the full piece of the puzzle, right? But it's like... It's something, it's a lead, it's a sniff that you've got. I think it's our yeah. duty to follow that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. A that's pretty duty. much it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, um, I, I couldn't tell you. That's the, that's the crazy thing. It's like, if you had like a uh, million dollars, what, 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 what would you buy, right? Like you could say you'd buy a house or something, but you already, it's, it looks like you've already got some shelter. Like, what do you, what, 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 what do you, what, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I like, just like having enough money just to like, I eat, I eat a modest diet. I'm like you, um, which is interesting. I eat the same three or four meals um, over the course of a week and I just recycle, recycle, recycle. Sometimes in the evening, if I'm watching television, I may like treat myself to something a bit um, sugary, but usually not like something like cake or chocolate, usually something like, I like biscuits at the moment, biscuits and tea or biscuits and coffee are, are nice. But apart from that, really, I-, I But wouldn't it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't most people's answer be associated with that? Like, because our job is like associated with our identity. So wouldn't your answer- I'm just like playing devil's advocate here. You'd you'd spend a million dollars on making your your next big film, right? Theoretically, but I've also yeah. learned how to be pragmatic with um, budget with films. My first feature I shot for probably about a thousand dollars, for example. So, I think maybe it would be nice to pay um, and give back to my cast and my crew. Um, so yeah, maybe some money would go towards that actually. I'm pretty sure everyone, everyone can agree that you like, everyone always feels like there's not enough money. That's the, that's the feeling I get. 
and it's just oh, like, man. all right, here you go. Like, here it is. What, what would you do? And it's just like, for a lot of us, we don't know. And then it goes back to that story of a lot of people who win the lotto just lose it in a year because, like, they just, they, they like, I think it's like, if, if you don't, yeah, like you said, if you don't have the mindset that, like, this is what you're worth and this is how much, like, I, I am worth, like, let's just say, like you're gonna like you're gonna attract it right and that's gonna stay yeah. with you whereas if you have a mentality that you're like you're not worth that much the money yeah. that you have that you want in the lotto will probably scare you and you're just like fuck i gotta like i gotta spend it I gotta, and then people are like oh i need money for this you're just like here you go here you go and then like before you know it it's like gone and then like yeah maybe you feel more comfortable with less of it like you know what i mean like you were saying you're pretty happy with your financial situation and it's pretty I think, funny i figured out a while ago that i think most people are avoiding not having money which is a double negative and you know in math a double negative turns into a positive but it's like they don't want to not have money and so they're playing mm, the but- game if you want to call it the game i.e., the game of life in terms of money um and 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 they basically don't have a, an aim or an objective they just don't want to not have it and so they the, they find a place to like yeah. slip into society and stay but it's like this um i think the stagnancy occurs when you're not like, think, following um, your passion you know what this reminds me of um in frank ocean's channel orange album he has this one track it goes for like a minute and it's just like a recording of his mum being like it's not just money it's like she's like it's a difference between being happy and sad it's a difference between like you going to the prom or fucking not going or whatever the fuck Mm. like and she's like saying you know this is like you you kids just call it it's just money it's it's not just that and like yeah yeah um and that's like um that's that's like uh like maybe uh, honestly like uh yeah is this like are we talking about money in the sense of like finance and stuff or are we i think what we've transitioned to is talking into talking about like uh happiness because i think i've met we i've met some pretty happy people that don't have much at all and, do, you, do you think uh, we want to be happy nick and then, I, I don't know. Hey, we, I was, I was kind of saying like, I was kind of, I've kind of had these thoughts that like, yeah, it's kind of like maybe like our biggest, uh, what we're most scared of maybe is like realizing our full potential. Right. So that's why yep. maybe we, yeah, we scared of taking a chance or doing whatever because it's like, uh, I don't know we always think what if i fail but we never think like what if i make it like what if you make it that's probably yep. more scarier than what if i fail hey because yeah what if you do us, make it a lot of what does that mean does that mean you're gonna yeah does that mean what if you do make it does that is that going to change maybe who you're going to spend your time with what does make it even your, mean you know yeah what does make it even mean yeah when you when you sometimes interrogate yourself you realize that you're foundational uh, philosophy is flawed when you when you're visioning your future and you have those visions you start to realize that oh i'm I'm actually in some jeopardy here because this is like built on sand rather than um you know concrete like for me i interrogate myself continually and i realize that the most important thing to me is my creative expression currently but that can change and as i evolve as a being um and i've kind of done gone against the grain here most creative people i speak to are um in the process of trying to get money 
um, you mm. know, get money for their work. That's totally fine. For me, I'm focusing on the like work this and idea letting the that money if you, come. You, you have you know? enough money, you, you're going to be able to like make the, make the thing or, or potentially buy yourself some freedom to make the thing that you want to do or express the thing that you want to do, right? Right. And that's, and that's, that that's idea, cool. right? That's legit. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, it's like I, I realized that I would rather have my creative power and let that happen rather than sacrifice it to try and attain money. So, yeah, I re- and again, it goes back to what I talk about with the art life when you're living the life where everything, the infrastructure of your life is building the platform for you to be able to express yourself in whatever form. And that, and that is like the key. That's your, you know, your beacon. That's like your day-to-day mantra and um, everything else comes from that. And I think when you do that, you start to get really, really good at the thing that you're doing. And then through law of attraction, you actually attract energy because you're putting out so much energy. You're giving so much value to the planet and therefore you're mm. able to receive energy in return in the form of you know, adulation, finance, um, opportunity. Yeah, right. Because you, you enabled yourself to like express yourself in some like uh, natural way, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that what well, the world we find ourselves now in, a lot of this work that we call work, right? It's uh, it's transferred from something that used to be uh, like menial, repetitive sort of thing. That's why I would call it work, right? Um, and, you know, you could think of back before we lived in sort of like feudal times where like there was landowners and people who worked on the land. And then we sort of went on to this, like, then we moved into sort of like cities and then there was factory owners and people who worked in the, in the factory. And it always, and, you know, we use these words labor and work and stuff. Whereas now I think we're sort of finding ourselves in this time where we're, we're coexisting with these robot things that, they they dig a lot of the holes in the ground and like all this sort of stuff that humans used to do or maybe humans used to coexist with horses and horses would do some of the more hardcore labor but now i don't know correct me if i'm wrong it looks like uh mostly robots uh are doing a lot of what we call work, right? Moving shit, lifting. And hey, look, I'm still saying it's still work if a human's fucking controlling and moving the robot around. But even what's, what's the definition of a robot? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, isn't it? I don't know. I suppose it's like anything that can take an input and produce an output, essentially. But that's like or, the definition of a computer, right? Um, I, I think we picture like a man with a square head going, hello, I am a robot. Like that's like the quintessential. Like the robot emoji. Hey, like we, yeah. we, we, we associate like human traits to, 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 to robots a lot. And we do the same thing with aliens, right? A lot of the, like, even, even we do the same thing with like, uh, I don't know, when family guy draws God, it's like this guy with like a beard, right? Yeah. Even most aliens that are depicted in cartoons or whatever, always, most of the time they have two eyes, a nose and a mouth. They might have a weird shaped head or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but everything we always sort of personify it and view it through kind of like the lens of how we look like, but it's what's, a little bit different. What's right? the word? It's anthropomorphic, isn't it? Anthropomorphic yeah. What does that word is when mean? We, we personify um, something that's not human as a human. Okay. It sounds like a, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an, an alien word voice. or something. Hey. Um, yeah. 
we and anyway, morphize so, gods. You know, we turn yeah. Poseidon into a man when maybe he was just a concept god into a man when he is, you know, I don't think he's a bearded man in the sky. I mean, he could probably take that form if he so chose, but that's and, and, it. yeah, you know, just white bearded. It's just like, come on, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think God is a black, like a black lady. But black anyway, man. back to black my... lady. Yeah, back to yeah, um, yeah. that's that's like a the matrix back to the oracle, point. right? The oracle yeah. is like the, the all knowing. Yeah, yeah. Black lady. God could be a black lady. Yeah, we've just yeah. gotten so title. Congratulations, Nick. It always seems to come yeah, cool. out so perfectly. I think actually, I think the yeah. last one. Uh, oh no blessed to be depressed that was you as well that's the previous episode yeah anyway so the point i'm trying to make was like about how like uh the nature of work has shifted from like uh like laborious right where it was just like simple we got to dig a hole get it out like humans are doing it with a horse or whatever and it's like it's all it's like pretty i don't know black and white in that sense whereas i think now we sort of found ourselves in a more like uh creative like uh, a lot of work in my opinion is sort of like transitioning to this like creative sphere right where um it's like you, you could say this is even f- just about anything you could apply this to where it's like well like uh how can we how can we how can we they call it usually they call it thinking outside the box isn't it and like um is what you're funny. getting at that this is the irreplaceable part of um the workforce like now that mechanical things can be you know your your job yeah well that's the thing that humans yeah what like what is it that we have that like humans that robots really that can't do what separates yeah. us yeah so it's like robot you can easily like uh you can program it and say all right you do this thing and it repeats it really well right Whereas humans can like, we're still not there. We're pretty like, I think some people, there's some interesting things happening with AI, but even that is pretty like, there's something that we humans have that is like, yeah, like you were saying, we can, we can think abstractly. I don't know if it's like, is it maybe robots can't feel, I don't know, whatever it is, but like, yeah, we've got some sort of sensory organ, don't we? That we just can't re we can just reproduce just about everything else in machines. We can almost make machines look like humans. We can make them walk. We can make them hold a cup of water. We can make them fucking flip a burger. We can make them fucking move boxes from here to here. We can make it do just about everything, but there's just Mm -hmm. like one thing, isn't there? Like, and it's really hard to define what that, thing is but like that's what i'm talking about i think it's like the life force that comes through us all because they've just shown that um ai can win that chinese game that ancient game it's like and apparently it can beat the best 17 players in the world all and play them at the same time and beat them all Mm. and this game has I don't know, is it like 120,000, yeah. 120 million? So that's where, that's where computers are good, right? Because like that, that game is pretty like, I think the word to use is deterministic, which means like there's only, there's like, there's, there's heaps of combinations at any one point. There's probably millions of combinations of moves you can make. And like, obviously the computer can like calculate all of those in a fraction of a second and decide, okay, this is the optimal move I can make. And like, yeah. uh, it's hard for us humans to to think to think on that level. Um, but then the question, like, I would rather be a human than that computer, even though that computer can beat me at go. So what does that say? If, what what is it about being a human that I that is preferential to me over being that computer? It's like a a soul. 
I feel yeah, like yeah. Well, you, you don't. You feel like the human isn't alive. The robot, I mean, isn't it's alive, right? Of, of like emotion and intuition. Like it's just an algorithmic, advanced algorithmic. Yeah, there we go. Unit. So anyway, there's Perhaps. this like thing. Have you heard of the phrase NPC? Non-performing characters. Non-playing that... character. Non-playing so characters. That's what a... you call people if who you're playing... work in the CBD and are just like going with the motions of everything and just like acting autocratically based on orders that it's given am i right yeah yeah so in like a game when you're playing like a role like usually it's in like games where it's like an open world so think about like gta or whatever when you go get to the first mission there's just the guy that's like he he's has a script right and he's like this is what ah. you got to do to get to the next <laughs> yeah. how are you <laughs> yeah whatever it is whatever gta you're playing um but it applies to like all games, right? And there's like, uh, there's nothing there. So I think it's like, uh, and so, yeah, like do, do these like NPCs, are NPCs, so robots technically, a computer can be an NPC, but can a human be an NPC is my question to you. Um, how long's a piece of string? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm I see asking what a you question mean. with another question. Um, I yeah. think it's like all about the angle that you look at it from. Like I look at um, certain societal interactions. I guess my point have is, you ever is spoken that... to someone? Have you ever spoken to someone that's just following orders? And it's like they can't compute when you step outside of the box well, this, and you offer a hand to take this, them out with this, you. And then you kind comes... of go, but they're real. There's substance to their character. They're yeah, well, this comes back script. to like they're the... In a box. the the conversation we were having last week where we're sort of saying there's all these videos going on about these highly volatile emotional in encounters i'd call them that people are recording on their phones and it usually is something to do with a person who's in some blue uniform and for whatever reason because they're in that uniform they believe that the other person should be wearing some covering over their face or whatever and it causes an emotional reaction of some sort. Um, and uh, yeah, that's something that we've been pretty fascinated about. And it's a re recurring theme that comes up. Yep. Um, and it's like, there's an input, which is you have to wear a mask. And then the output is either, if you don't wear it, I'll arrest you. If you wear it, good. And that's basically the only, that's, that's like the data range that this person's living in and then wow. when you when you go matt damon on their ass like in goodwill hunting like when he's in court and you you recite certain um acts and and things like that and you and you reserve your rights it is kind of like does not compute you know like there is this yeah and you're, you're engaging their... right yeah because like you know whenever you're playing a video game sometimes you might get an option sometimes you just all you can do is just press x right Sometimes, yeah, like sometimes if a person is so embedded in that, the best that can happen is a stalemate and, and that like they would then go and contemplate that stalemate in, in a future moment in time. They might, they might just go far out. That dude reserved his rights and I had to walk off because if I falsely arrest him, he could sue me. Um, what's going on? I thought I could just say, wear it and he has to do what I say. And then he's either going to get butt hurt and frustrated that people aren't following the rules or he's going to go, maybe, maybe there is a third option apart from wear a mask or be arrested. Maybe. And then he may start to existentially question his role 
in society. And um, th these are all the different combinations and permutations that can occur with any one interaction. Um, oh, I heard like such an amazing proverb. My friend spoke to me yesterday. It's a Chinese um, story. It's very short and sweet. Um, it's along the lines of um, a child wanted his father to give him horse riding lessons because he really wanted to learn how to ride a horse. And then uh, he, he learned and he became really good at horse riding. And one day uh, a neighbor walked past and saw that the child was really good at riding a horse. And he spoke to the father, oh, he's really good at riding uh, a horse. That's lucky. And the father says, we'll see. So then what happens is um, later on, let's just say a month later or something like that, the uh, child falls off the horse and breaks his leg. And then the neighbor walks past the father and goes, oh, the child broke his leg when falling off the horse. That's unlucky. Um, and then the father says, we'll see. And then um, because the child broke his leg, uh, war came. And um, as war broke well, out, just he, because he broke he, his, his leg, oh, couldn't go to war. it was co coincid coincidental. Okay. He, he couldn't go to war. And then so um, the neighbor walked past the father a third time and goes, oh, his, his leg is broken. So he can't go to war. That's lucky. And then the father goes, we'll see. And that's where the story ends, but the story doesn't really end there because it can carry on, you know, and carry on and carry on and carry on and carry on. Um, I think I love, love, love perceiving reality from this point of view because, and it goes hand in hand with that philosophy of it's not what happens to you, but it's how you react. Um, you've always got the next move. You've always got the ability to make the next move. Even if you're in a perilous situation in somewhere like a jail, is there still a next move and then a next move and then a next move? And you're always um, flowing and alive. And, you know, I feel this happens after we die as well, because I feel that we're immortal. I feel that we're not the body. There's something that comes through us and, and we're connected to that. And then we connect to the body through that, where that primordial force goes once we die. Who knows? We could talk all day about metaphysics and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when you start to see life from that POV, like, yeah, no, basically the power what you you're saying have. is here is like uh then our life on earth from that perspective is just like a short journey in a continuous series of journeys right but we always have a choice and something bad on the surface could happen to you and it could turn out to be the best thing and similarly i think what often happens like let's just say someone gets really famous that that but by vanity culture would be the best thing that could possibly happen to a person but then you know the amount of rappers for instance that dry, die of uh, drug overdoses and and the amount of people like you say who win the lottery and then commit suicide is quite alarming. Um, so often the best thing that happens to people can become the worst thing. But then even then, while you're still alive, you still have a next move. You always have the next move. And that's like the life force that comes through us. And I feel if we reflect on that force that we always have access to, rather than the actual thing that happens to us, we are always in our power. And that is a nice yeah. thing to always keep with you yeah that 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 is um that is pretty powerful because then you can think about well yeah where 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 do i want to go and how do i want to spend my time in this lifetime right and it's mm -hmm. all pretty like it's pretty full-on like when i'm it's i'm thinking incredible. about it now and it's like yeah well there's like a lot of shit i could do and it's mm -hmm. like i don't know what do i want to do like part of me wants to go like part of me wants to like leave society behind and just go live on a farm and just like, I don't know, have some 
just have my basics, have some internet and just like, uh, I don't know, communicate, try and just like live some, some sort of balance and like, I don't know, harmonious thing. But at the same time, I also like, um, keeping that as like a thing that I would like to do and continue living in a city as well, where like, I don't know, there's certain conveniences and it's just like, you know, we've all got these stories that we tell ourselves as well, don't we? And the, mm-hmm. and the, 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 they're super powerful. That's like the most powerful thing. And like, you can define yourself as a victim or a hero, right? And whatever you define yourself as, usually that's what you are. Yes. How we perceive reality then creates reality henceforth. Mm. Um, but I get you about like, living between but the then there's city. certain limitations as well like if you're in a prison you can say oh, i'm a free person but like you can be you free know. you can be free in a prison going to prison can offer yeah. free think about v for vendetta you know how um v frees natalie portman's character sorry if you haven't seen it um it's uh pretty powerful he liberates her through exposing her to her idea of hell and this again goes hand in hand with what i'm speaking about because i think when you realize that your reaction is everything rather than what's happened to you it alleviates any burden and any stress of like getting attached to things that happen to you in your life you know you're constantly in a state of flux like that is like a really nice place to be it's kind of like our true nature essentially at the same time i can understand it's like to me what you're kind of explaining is kind of like you're you're kind of like the stuff that you've just said i kind of view you as you're like you're kind of like neo to me right now and you're like nick you got the red pill or the blue pill you can either accept what i've just told you and like figure it out or you can take the blue pill and just like never listen to me again and just like forget about it and like there's some there's 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 definitely some merit to ignorance is bliss right is that choice an illusion i can just go back i can just go back to my i can just go back to my nine to five and come home put on seinfeld or whatever and drink (laughs) drink drink my beer drink my my beer yeah and that's that look man that's not like there's not many highs and lows like do you know what i mean it's like that that life is kind of like here right and it's kind of like you know i'm kind of like that, that seems kind of like okay to me, you know, why you would ever, I like, why would I ever, risk that? Why would I risk that? I guess is my question. You, you ever have like a really, <laughs> why would I risk it Lee? <laughs> confronting phase of your life where things are just really challenging. And then you just remember back to when you're 16 and you're playing like call of duty, modern warfare, like every day. And like, you know, just eating junk food and like talking to your mates and you kind of go, fuck, I was like happy then. And like, I, why, why couldn't that I just, just be that? forever? Why can't I just live that simple it's life like again? It's like a groundhog day. It's one of those things where you realize like, I couldn't go back to that. Like when you, you fantasize about it and then you remember how monotonous it becomes. Same goes with that Seinfeld work, Seinfeld drudgery lifestyle that you just spoke of. It's like, it sounds pretty on the surface, but when you do it day in, day out, day in, day out, there isn't a growth. You're growing horizontally instead of vertically. And um, you just get so stagnant and bored of that. And then when you're ready, you start to kick it up a notch and take your life to uh, another echelon. Um, with that comes a challenge. And it comes back to what our friend Slavo Zizek says. We don't really want to be oh, happy. God. Think about the adversity you feel when you grow and that feeling when you're onto something. Um, you know, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the 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 growth when you're on a growth when you're onto something you know the happiness doesn't even come to the equation 
when you're onto something, when you're like a detective and you've, you've snuffed out your idea and you're pursuing it. But that is like this electric, addictive aliveness, like that feels so you feel you're so in the moment when you're in that state. And, and he makes a good point. Where does happiness fit into that equation? You're not happy because you're like a bloodhound. Happiness like, is, a, is a distraction when you're considering it, right? In a sense, yeah. So it's like we're so yeah. deeper than emo- our emotions as well. That's the idea. It's like we don't that. really want to be happy and that's okay as well. Totally. We're just kind of convinced. We've been convinced in our culture that happiness, you know, is like what we, what we seek. Happiness is one part of the seesaw, you know. The other part is sadness. And when you can bathe in your sadness, it's a beautiful thing. That's why we all listen to The weekend's first few albums, you know, like because he takes us to that like dark, cold, like melancholic place. Um, mm. where we could just like sit with him through his music and realize, oh, yeah. this is actually a pretty cool XXX. And he descri- describes the romance in, uh, in, in strip clubs. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you do get a real strip clubby kind of vibe from his music, don't you? Like, it's, mm. yeah, it's something. We, me and my um, housemate just uh, discovered uh, The Weeknd is the most listened to artist in the world on Spotify. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed him to be number one. Um, Drake was number two. I would have. I would have probably imagined that Drake would have been maybe number one. Or um, I guess oh, yeah. Taylor Swift actually. But that shows you how much I know. I'm not hip or with it as much as some other with people who pop. maybe would have known. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised to be honest with you. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah. yeah, don't don't be happy. Um, but don't be sad either. Yeah. Be somewhere in between. <laughs> float float around yeah that's your options yeah like it's um it's like it's man it's just like it's all overwhelming hey it's just like i think uh it's like i i can i can empathize with people who are just like um what 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 the fuck what the fuck do i do man but like at the same time like usually the answer to that is just just chill and like that's Have that's a, a super tea. lame that's a super lame answer hey yeah go fucking meditate go for a run like that just like go sit under a tree your... in a park while it's raining yeah right um and it's like uh it's like we want it's like we yearn for like order right i think that's the thing that's the other thing about seinfeld and like the the routine and like the canned laughter where they even laugh for you like that just like defines like this period of time that I'm going to call from like, I don't know that I was born in the nineties. So like yeah. up until now, right. <laughs> yeah. Or like a lot of the that. shit, but I don't know what the fuck was happening in the eighties. I don't know. I wasn't around, whatever. Um, yeah. And so like, um, you know, a lot of these shows they'll even laugh for us. Like we, we come back from work. We, we don't even, we don't even have the energy in us to laugh. Like, it's like, comforting need the, need the fucking show to laugh for us that's what, it's that's like the crowd another, in a football game we, we turn the crowd on now there's no fans well. yeah yeah right What's it um yeah so it's like that that sort of gives us some comfort right and it makes us feel like there's some order i think mm-hmm. but at the same time there's something very uncomfortable about complete order and yep. um Absolutely. and no chaos yeah same with the reverse we need yeah yeah when there's too much chaos as well it's like that's um that's very um overwhelming for people as well you could argue that we are in like a very chaotic situation now there's like a lot of unknowns and like a lot of a lot of shit 
a lot of shit. I was just thinking, like, I was, I was, I was retweeting something, and Twitter like told me it was like, you, you got to um, because I was just retweeting the headline, and it was like, you, you should probably read the fucking article, you fucking asshole, like, because this, this is like, it's just a headline, like, it doesn't, you can't just. <laughs> You can't just retweet this shit after you just read the headline. Like it fucking knows. Like, and like I was like, oh okay, I guess I'll just like that instead, right? Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like this algorithm is like determining my behavior. It's like, are you sure you want to retweet this? You didn't fucking read it. Like maybe it doesn't deserve a retweet. Wow. Because um, it knows if I've clicked and read it or not, right? And it's like the thing. Yeah, it's like I can't believe Twitter, it's man. giving you that. I spend a lot of my time on Twitter, man. That's where that's where that's where Nick's hanging out a lot of the time on Twitter. That's where you I can spend, find me if you want to talk spend, to me. N i k zero one a. That's my Twitter handle. Okay, there you go. There's the plug. Yeah, that's my that's my plug. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, man. But and anyway, so this is the new thing that we're talking about, right? So like, a kind of um, is like uh, the new, the new like the new, the new bosses, the new whatever, the new people that we're gonna go to for like, okay, sir, what is my task? So I want to exchange my labor or creativity for some form of currency, so I get on with my life, or I don't know, maybe we're all just gonna get free money. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, but I have this theory that. The, the leaders and the and the bosses of, of the future, and it's kind of like already true, are going to be the people that have the most followers on these platforms or whatever. And a lot of the work or labor or whatever the fuck you want to call it that we do is going to revolve around the ideas that come out of these, I don't know, call them whatever you want, people, accounts or whatever the fuck that like, uh, I like the ideas that a lot of people flock to for whatever reason. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's bad if a lot of people like follow you on um on whatever well, platform. I mean it's definitely good. And a lot of people literally like, you know, you we were talking about Instagram people and shit like last week about how they like they, you know, it's their goal to an acquire a following and then they become a slave to that following. They can do, yeah. Because and again this is connected to order and chaos. When you start accruing a massive following if you, instead of just continuing to be authentic and surrendering to the fact that people might unfollow you and, or whatever, the opposite is you try to conform to your audience and then you become this really um, desaturated um, content. I'm thinking of like girls who just keep posting photos of their bums or whatever. And it's like, yeah, dude, point, I saw something really interesting. Get, um, like, you know, to the point where it's like diluted so much that like people stop caring 50 bum photos, a hundred bum you know photos. What I, you know what I saw on Twitter, people dude? people get bored? I saw, that's, that's always a great did, way to start a, a conversation. Photo? You know what I saw on Twitter? Um, I, I saw a <laughs> and fucking, you got to yell like, it at them. Yeah. You got to yell in their face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to fucking hear it now. You got to, you can't not hear it now, right? Like, yeah, fucking hell. And rope do, do you know what, do you know what I saw on Twitter? Do you know? That's the what question. Did you, what did you see? I saw a fucking like a photo, right? It's like a private jet, right? 
but it's just like a fucking it's like a set of a private jet right it's not a real fucking private jet so if you just take the photo at the right angle it looks like you're in a private jet mm. and apparently these things are real popular so like i'm legitly yes. i'm on the fucking verge of fucking trying to figure out how to buy one of these private jet sets i want to fucking have what else could i fucking put in this thing like i want to just have a building where you can like you can go into and i'm like all right fifty dollars and you can just like take photos of yourself in like cool wow. looking instagram shit do you know what i mean holy shit we have fallen in love with our identities and that's what's going on there we're feeding our identity so we're actually we're actually focusing so much on what people think of us, but that's an illusion because you can never actually truly know what someone thinks of you. So what we're actually doing is we're like watering an, uh, an identity of ourselves, which is something outside of ourselves. And it all comes back to energy. And there's two ways of um, getting energy as a human being. You can take scarce energy from something else, like another human being or something like that, or you can oh, tap wow. into the grid. I'm not just saying meditation, but you can tap into the grid within you connected to the quantum field where you can allow energy to come through you and generate energy like that, which is where I'm at as a being, a sentient being now is generating energy in such a way, in such a fashion so that I am dependent on myself as an energy source rather than creating drama or trying to project a certain image of myself to attract energy from other people. What am I, so my idea right here that I'm essentially proposing my business idea where I want to make this place, right? Where there's like a fake fucking, there's a fake, uh, there's a fake plane. There's like, what else is other shit? Like, I don't know. What else could I fucking put in this thing? Like, but essentially like other fucking shit that looks like I'd have fake cars, man, like fake luxury cars. You can take photos of yourself in that. Like the car's fucking broken. I just bought it and rolled it in this place. So it's out the fucking front. It doesn't move, but it looks like a fucking brand new BMW or whatever the fuck people like. But like, so what am I essentially selling? I'm, I'm selling like a service where you can come and like uh, yep. make yourself look rich and wealthy to to harvest energy from other yep. and yeah and then Straight with up. that projection you're 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 harvesting energy and I'm like I'm just a dealer here so it's just like you, you give me fifty bucks you you do whatever you want and you're and attracting a, that vanity I'm, culture I'm being so an energy harvest yeah it was part of me where it's just like I I don't, I don't really give a fuck like as long as I'm making money I'm I'm happy man money is energy and then I can. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. I don't know, and then I can go do something with that money, like whatever the fuck I want to do. But yeah, what 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 then do I want to do? Do I then want to go buy a real private jet, or buy a real private car, and be like, yeah, look at me, I fucking I made it from uh, selling uh, from harvest. And, and then am I trying to like you get what I'm saying? It's like a fucking. Of course, like, I get what you're right? saying. But then I I point out that like, what are you gonna do if you your source of income is through something that's fucking stupid to you? Like if you're doing something that you know is stupid, like you're fulfilling this private jet thing to help 21 year olds look good on the gram, then you meet a girl at a bar and you want to like kind of take her home or maybe, you know, you just have a conversation with her and she's like, what do you do, Nick? It's like, oh, I, um, I own a fake private jet set. I stand there for three hours a day, basically taking money from like people who are like charged up on energy drinks who just want to look like real cool on their gram like you embody that you absorb that energy like a sponge so you become an embodiment of that energy so when you share that with her she's kind of like hmm and 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 if you want to attract a, a girl with a certain quality to her th- 
probably isn't going to be in resonance with a certain quality. If you want, let's say like a wholesome, a wholesome girl in your life, you know, someone that um, is striving for, you know, a, a personal success where like, you know, she's happy and fulfilled with what she's doing. She's probably going to look, take one look at you and kind of go, okay, you're doing something pretty, you can call it corruptible. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just like, again, you, you had a job recently. Yeah. You no, don't talk this, about it publicly dude. so often, but you <laughs> were doing something and you were doing something for a wage and you requested an elevation in your wage because you knew your worth. This negotiation fell through and you realize, oh, my time is actually better spent doing what I love rather than acquiescing to this company and taking a lower wage. So it's like you understand. My problem, the thing that I point is Lee, right? Is like I, I would. I, I'm on the. I'm coming from the place where, I, like, I can. I can. Um, I can see the. <laughs> I can see like the idea of like, yeah, I would fucking sell weapons for a lot of money. Like, fuck the the you weapons would. are gonna get peddled by someone else. Yeah, like, can you see? Can you see what I'm saying? Like, but, and it's just like, and then I get that money, and then you're saying, but then you're 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 telling me I'm. What are you gonna do with that money, that dickhead? Money. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hold I the guess dickhead either. Tune in. Tune in next week to find out my answer to that. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Have a great day. <laughs> Adios. Nice. Peace out.